Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. Jim Reamer, this is episode 168. I think I think it's 168. Zach Tyler, Dominic Neely, Kyler Staley. Going across my Zoom screen here. All on board. Guys, how was your week? Is it? Uh, good. Uh, I turned turn 26. You t- hey. oh, so we got, we've got a lot of extremes going on here. This was Kyler's hey. birthday week. Dominic had COVID. <laughs> Hopefully you're good to go there. Yeah. Is COVID transferable through Zoom room? <laughs> yeah. let, me check, let me let me check Reddit. Let me check Reddit on that. <laughs> <laughs> I made the mistake, or did I, of responding to somebody who said that the China balloon is going to shoot EMPs into our electric grid and disable all of our vehicles, and we will be stuck. It's going to happen in the middle of the week. Of course, it's since been shot down. It's going to happen in the middle of the week when everybody's at work. We won't be able to get home. I work from home, so I'm good. That's what I said. That was one of my replies. <laughs> I work from home. I'm good. Mine would just be a couple hour walk. No, no big deal. True. So that Uphill. was, I mean, I say I made a mistake, but, you know, every now and then I like dabbling in stuff like that. Anyway. So you're healthy, Dominique. Everybody's good. Yeah. 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 We're good. Were you, did you get, are you vaccinated? Yeah. I mean, I'm, well, seriously though, no, I've got friends that aren't vaccinated and they're not, and they're not crazy about it either. I mean, they're not like, they just didn't feel like they had already gotten it. So they felt like they were good to go. And, and, um, I, I, I didn't agree with them, but they were, they were still at the same time. They were, they weren't like, in anybody's face about it um how were your symptoms you good yeah i lost my i had some funny taste going on earlier in the week i told zach i had a a sandwich with mustard on it and it tasted like paint smells it's like wow something's going on it tasted like paint smells yes so vodka yeah it was yeah it was and, and then i had some barbecue sauce same thing so obviously mustard's in that but yeah, I had my taste was was and smell was really off for a few days. I think it's still off a little bit, but coming back, I don't like I don't like mustard, so <clears throat> I, so I'd be fine. Yeah, there's some probably some other stuff, but yeah, yeah, be fine I, with yeah, that. Be fine, yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you're glad you're doing well. Didn't know that was going on. Did I miss a Slack message? No, I just I didn't didn't mention it. Oh, Crazy right. week. Yeah, I get crazier one this week. Kind of a weird week to do that, considering. Well, we didn't really have any Tuesday night games, did we? Because of girls' sectional, so the midweek game was Thursday. Um, and then Saturday afternoon, you know, yesterday didn't really work out like it has in the past. 
the last few years, there's so all the Saturday afternoon games, there's usually a lot of them are staggered. I mean, legitimately, every game I wanted to watch was at 2.30. And so I ended up picking the one that was, ended up picking the one closest to home because I wanted to get somewhere and watch the IU game, with IU-Purdue game with friends. Kyler, how was that? That was fun. Um, I mean, that. so my birthday was yesterday. So, I mean, that was oh, an nice. awesome birthday. That was an awesome birthday present to be there. But, I mean, Assembly Hall was at its peak. Um, just a really, really good game. Purdue's a really good team. Indiana's playing better. Um, I mean, it was just it was just a fun atmosphere. Um, everybody that was there, if you weren't a Purdue fan, I, I think they had a good time. So, it worries me how difficult it is for Indiana to score against a good team mm-hmm. when they're not creating turnovers. You know, yeah, that's where, especially where Trace gets loose because he's just impossible in transition to guard. I mean. There were there were stretches there where Edie was utter, utterly useless on defense. <laughs> Edie's a, I mean that guy's that guy's a monster. I mean, I he stood is. right next to him and just there's just no there's just no stopping him really. But defensively though, the, the his feet are an issue, and, and they're going to be a, more of an issue at the next level. I mean, he'll get an opportunity like Walker Kessler from Auburn. So much quicker lateral more quicker laterally than I thought he was I think he's more I think he's I mean obviously he's improved but I think it's noticeably he's noticeably better even than he he was last year at Auburn um watching him play not a lot but enough for for the Jazz just really impressed with his lateral movement his ability to to play uh to get to get vertical I mean, in the air vertical, the way the game is being called now, that's a that's a weapon defensively. And I, I'm anxious to see how Edie how that how that impacts him. Like how does he is he able to play in space against ball screen action and still get back and, and effectively guard the basket? Because I mean people are if he ever gets to the point where he gets into a rotation, people are gonna attack him constantly until he proves otherwise. We got a lot of recruiting updates, don't we? Yeah. We're, we're going to get caught up on one kid, though, right? There's one kid didn't pick up eight offers this week. We just – Yeah. We might we might have missed a few. All right, you get at it. All right. Uh, Ross Brothers at Terre Haute North have been busy. Uh, Joey Bennett would be proud, I'm sure. Uh, Alex and Isaac Ross, they picked up offers from Aurora and Colvin, Culver Stockton this week. Uh, the 20, excuse me, 2023s. Devin Woods from Pike picked up an IUSB offer. He's also a 2023. Jeremiah Alexander, a 2023 from Beach Grove, picked up a Hanover offer. Uh, Josh Williams from Connorsville, Oakland City offer. These are all 2023s, by the way. Uh, Kyron, gosh, I always forget. Cal Puiki. Cal Puiki, trying offer just down the road for him. Uh, Ibrahim Diakite, 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 just like the kid from, just like the kid, he's not a kid, he's a grown ass man, like the the kid from uh, Virginia, yep, yep. Diakate, Diakate, sorry, Ibrahim, uh, Indy Metro player picked up an Olive Harvey and a Dillard offer, that's a Juco, and then an NAI from Louisiana, that's been busy up here, um, 
Nate Metallic went to work on some offers, ton of D3s and an NAI also. You've got Franklin, Hanover, Wabash, Trine, Elmhurst, and then Concordia offers the NAI offer. He's a Speedway guard. And, and we, 20... we think we just missed these, right? Yeah, we, just missed them, yeah. He didn't pick them all up. Right, right. This afternoon. And then 2024 offer that came in over the weekend, Wyatt Zellers from Scottsburg picked up an offer from Bethel. That's the one that, of all that, that's the one that kind of stands out just because he's a, a junior. Whenever NAIs get serious with, with underclassmen, it's, you know, then he is definitely one of their priorities. He's good, six seven, maybe a little taller than that now. Right. Can shoot it. He's got three-point range and haven't seen him put the ball on the floor much just in terms of driving, like if he could drive a closeout or if he could if he could play in the mid-post and or the high post and score from there. Uh, but he's definitely gotten tougher. He's gotten uh, his motors improved from last year. That I mean, Scottsburg. I mean, they're having a pretty good year this year. They would have been better if the they would have been one of the probably one of the better teams in three A. Definitely down south if those two kids hadn't transferred to Brownstown. So it's you know. I, I, playing with Benter, I guess, would certainly be nice, but I don't, I don't know that. Uh, I mean, Scottsburg's not exactly. I mean, they're they're good without them. They'd be better with those guys, I think. But yeah, good for those guys getting all those offers. Anything stand out to you, other guys? Looks like Oakland City was probably at that <clears throat> Connorsville North Davies game, and really liked Josh Williams. He had a really good game. I actually, watched that game. Yeah. On Saturday, obviously they would have been there for Jalen Mullen, who's committed to Oakland City. But I'm, I'm sure Josh Williams is probably on their radar before that. But pulled the offer. I'm assuming after the watching him have a really good game Saturday. He's had a nice run lately. It's a Matt Howard's nephew. For those that didn't know that, the one of many nephews and nieces that he's. <laughs> That family has just a lot of kids. Uh, his brother James is also on the team at Connorsville. Uh, completely different player, tremendous defender. Not as not as offensively gifted as as Josh. And and Josh probably by now is a little bit bigger. And both kids are just really long. Kyle Puiki to try and or well, offer from trying Devin Woods from IU South Bend. I think Woods is going to start picking up some more steam here as as the late season goes on. How many offers does he have right now? Oh, I feel like there was a stretch there where he was getting a lot. I'm going to answer that question here. And in... there, were, there were mostly some D3s, weren't they? Ten seconds. Yeah, I think so. I think there was some D3s in there when he was getting a bunch at a time. He has seven offers. Franklin, Anderson, Earlham, Wabash, uh, in IU East, then Dillard and IU South Bend. So his last three offers have been NAI level. And I know other other NAIs have, in, have inquired about him like directly to me at least. 
Uh, and uh, he's, I mean, he's good. He's Pike's, you know, Pike's been in a, a weird spot lately where they've had some good talent, but, but they've not had a lot of depth. I think that's kind of continued. They've, they've got some decent underclassmen, uh, Caskey, Damon, young Damon Howard. Then uh, they've, they've got some other kids that I think have a lot of athletic ability that if they can develop and, you know, and get, get in the gym and really work on their skill, they've, they've got like a handful of six, five kids that go either way in terms of, you know, are they versatile wings or are they kind of undersized forwards? And I think that's where, um, you know, we'll see. Of course, then they won't have, and then they have to figure out how to replace the guard play of Woods, who's basically been a varsity kid since his freshman year. I've seen that a non kid play a couple times this year. And yeah. he, is that how you pronounce it or no? Yeah, Joe, Joseph. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> man, he was really good against Fishers. I think he had 20 and hit a couple threes. He had a nice dunk on the baseline. Um, seen another game where he was pretty good as well. Uh, but Sneaky he seems athlete. like he's more, more of a oh, four, no, isn't he? Don't you think? Undersized yeah, four for him? He's an undersized four. Yeah. <clears throat> Sneaky athletic. He's, again, a kid that. Is a good is a good basket protector just because he understands verticality, and he 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 jumps extremely well. He can guard a lot of he can guard different positions. Uh, he's just his offensive skill just hasn't been there. You know, it's been weird. He's been he was injured a lot when he was younger. I I believe it just seemed like he never played. But he was he's been on their varsity since his sophomore year. And it just it just seemed like he never never could get in the in the lineup. And I don't think it was because he wasn't capable. I think it's just because he was he was injured a lot. And I don't even know what it what the injury would be. I just know that there would always be this kid on the roster is six 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 sophomore, then a six six junior. And but he, he just never really got into games. It was after Christmas last year is when I first really started to see him play. And he played in our in the Kyle Guy program this past summer and it, for for Coach Thompson's team, seventeen year old team, and he was he was really good for him. He's you got know, a couple I, offers too, right? He does. He's picked up a couple lately. Here, hold on. Let me a- Anderson and Hanover, or what I'm saying, Glenn Anderson and Glenn Oaks. Okay. If if Hanover's on there, we we didn't have it. There, yeah, it's on the prep loop side. That's what I'm saying. I didn't see the Glenn Oaks one. Um, no, and a, and a great kid and a hard worker and, and hold on a second. Let me mute my computer here. What's going on? Um, just, yeah, just a really good kid. And I'm glad to see him starting to pick up some interest. All right, Zach, Zach had an interesting idea for a topic and Dominique seemed to support it. <laughs> <laughs> I think second, if, if you listen to this podcast, you, you you already know what's going on, but I Dominique thinks not, so we'll definitely talk about it. But let, let's get a little update here on what's going to happen the next couple of weeks. As of this recording, we are streaming live on YouTube. We're not making it available to anybody yet uh, because we're just testing it out. Last year, during the sectional draw, we had a live stream going on, and it was a borderline disaster. Um, all of which was my fault, but we were, we were trying some different things and 
once we got it figured out, it was, it worked, it worked okay once we got it figured out, but, but the, uh, the, the early stages was, uh, <laughs> interesting to say the least. So we've, uh, we figured out how to handle the zoom room a little bit better, but now we're YouTube live. So next week we are going to put out a link and we're going to actually let people step in and listen live or watch live. And we'll have a little chat room going, I think. It's, it's officially active right now, but I don't think the, the four of us are really paying attention to it. Um, and then for the sectional draw, we will have definitely be streaming live to everybody. And the idea will be just like we did last year. And last year, I thought this part went well. Once we started getting coaches coming into the room, it it, it went pretty well. We'll have our we'll have a show during the sectional draw, and we'll talk about the uh, matchups as they come across and. And we'll have some coaches pop in and out, I think, throughout. What was that, Zach? Was that like a two-hour podcast or something like that? Yeah. I mean, long. how long is the, the sectional draw show? Is it 90 minutes? Or is it an hour? Oh, I think it's 90 minutes. That show's be, pretty long. That's got to be longer than an hour, yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, Maybe two hours. We did uh, – I thought once we once we handled the Zoom room better last year, I thought it went pretty well. But what did, what was the what was the issue, Zach? What did you want to bring up, and what did you want to discuss? Oh yeah, uh, so we know sectional weekend is the same, or sectional week is the same, I should say. Mm-hmm. But then uh, regional weekend, what does that look like? Are you? <clears throat> I know we're playing one game now, right? But so that, what, so so this what, past year they basically flip flops semi state and regionals. And the reasoning for do it, for doing it, is a more teams get to advance to semi-state, so you have more regional champions, and they also get more money because more more ticket sales, more teams advance to another round of ticket purchases, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. When when class basketball first started, there was a one game regional, and it was midweek. That sucked. That was awful. Um, and the state tournament was just three weeks long. So you played like your, you played your regional, what was it? Tuesday night, Wednesday night. So you had two days to prepare. And then you came back and played your semi-state that weekend. And semi-state was two rounds. I think it was two. Yeah. Semi-state was two rounds. And then you had your state championship game, which was one round, of course. Then they switched it to two round regional. And I think that's that's been a fun day. And then they get it down to once you get to semi-state, there's 16 teams left, right? There's four teams in each class. So there's 16 teams. Now there'll be 32 teams. So they're doubling the number of teams that make it to semi-state. They're doubling the number of teams that buy tickets. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I kind of like the format better. But what they're going to do is they're going to have two regional games at each location, and it's going to be the same class. So – Take, for example, Carmel, sectional eight. They're going to play the winner of sectional seven. And then sectional five and sectional six will be at the same regional, I believe. I think that's how it's going to go. They're going to have two games See, in each location. Even you're questioning it. You're not, you're not even sure now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, now, will the winner of those two regional games, or do they play each other in semi-state then? No, they're going to redraw the semi-state. 
So you'll have, so you'll have, so what, who's in section, who's in regional one, who's in sectional one. Is that like uh Hammond central? Uh, yeah. That, Munster. Yeah. yeah. Munster Hammond central could end up playing that sectional one sectional eight is as far away as you can get in that semi-state. So sectional one could end up playing sectional eight in the first game of the semi-state. Interesting. So it's a blind draw. And I think they're going to draw it. I think they decided to draw it at the sectional. I don't know. At first they were going to draw it after the redraw after the regional, but I'm not sure why there was a point of waiting to do that. And I think now they're going to do it all in one broadcast. Now that part, I'm not hundred percent sure on. It's irrelevant because it was a blind draw to begin with. So back in the day, Everything was drawn. They drew the sectional. Then they drew the regional. And then they drew the semi-state. And then the, and then they drew the state finals. So everything was drawn out on one day or for, well, for one day. And then they telecasted it on channel four. So you could go down, you know, one year north, the, the Southwest semi-state winner could have played the Northeast semi-state winner in the state finals on the first opening round. And I remember Bedford playing Marion in 1987, which would have been Bailey's first year at the, at the state finals, playing the, the, the last run of Purple Rain, the Marion three-peat. Uh, then the next year, Bailey, God, I can't remember who they played the next year. They lost that game too. Well, that would have been 88. That would have been Muncie Central. And then who did – I can't remember who Concord beat. And then Bailey didn't make it his junior year. Then, of course, senior year he won. But they drew everything out. I mean, basically it was the state tournament draw. Now it's this, called the sectional draw. And everything was just sort of incremental as they went ahead. Although I don't know that the semi-state the semi-state did kind of change up each year, didn't it? No idea. Yeah, well, I wouldn't know. Everybody's people are shaking their head. I guess they can see us now. They're in the <laughs> in the YouTube live room. That's not for public consumption yet. Yeah, I don't think I think they did draw the semi-state at the sectional draw every year. So it isn't necessarily the winner of well the the winner of the well no the semi state was just the semi state they they drew the regional every year so the regional was different every year and the semi state was just the semi state if that makes sense okay so either way regional will have four teams and then the semi state site will have four teams correct and then those four teams at semi state will get down to two and play each other at nighttime again. Yeah. Well, it's state finals. Cause they're not all at night. The one A and the, the, the four. Okay. Well, yeah. I think just like the semi-state the final would be at night. Correct. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Zach. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So basically, yeah. it'd just be like just like regionals, just flip. Yeah, they're flip flop. So. Yeah, they're, they're just flip flop. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I wasn't sure how that was with the 
the regional four teams at one site and they just each play one game and then one game. Yeah. So two guys, yeah. two teams advance. So presumably it'll be Logan sport for like Carmel Noblesville, whoever wins the, well, it's the Carmel sectional Carmel sectional this year. Um, Sectional seven will play sectional eight. Sectional five will play sectional six. I believe it's going to be at Logansport again. I don't know why. It so it'll be the two Fort Wayne and then like Kokomo sectional and then Carmel sectional. Correct. For semi-state. For semi-state. Well, no. Yes. Yeah, oh, I see. For regionals. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Good thing we're talking about this, Zach. Great topic. Yeah, geez. <laughs> well, I don't, and I don't know why they couldn't. Well, they couldn't draw the regional out. I don't know why it has to be seven versus eight. Right. I mean, to me, I mean, it doesn't matter. It was always cool. I mean, growing up, I mean, Carmel was. Again, I go by my experience. It, Winning a sectional when I was young was a foregone conclusion until I was about 14. So it was, I think I started really remembering going to games when I was five or six. So that was a good solid outside of one year when Sheridan won it. Strange. Outside of one year, it just seemed like we just always got to go. So it was going to regional was like, yeah, cool. We get to go to Anderson again, hang out at Mounds Mall. You know, but the you know the couple of times the year we went to the state, the Carmel went to the state finals. See, Kyler, there I go correcting myself with the wee stuff. <laughs> the the year Carmel goes to the state finals, that was the first time I ever went to Fort Wayne. Played the Coliseum, and I, mean, I was seven, but I remember that. That was the state finals. No, that was the semi-state. Semi-state, okay. Yeah. That was the first time I ever went to Fort Wayne. You know, and, and regionals were always the wigwam. And the, the few years after that, Carmel was really, really good. Probably some of their best rec team record-wise ever and could never get out of could never get out of regionals. They could never get past freaking Anderson. And then we turned the corner a little bit when I was in high school. Not had nothing to do with me though. <laughs> I wasn't on the team. Yeah. Uh, and then we, we, yeah. <laughs> well, I was part of the team. It's part of the team. One of those great managers. Now that they do exposés in the Annapolis Star, I was getting the Annapolis Star for running gambling pools. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> All right, so sectionals like one, you said we said one, two, three, and four will meet. Same in regional, regional in the regional, still the same regional, yes. So say sectional, say regional, yeah, okay. One will play two, three will play four, okay. Michigan City, right? Cause the, yeah, because they, I, I would presume so. Yeah, location wise, I don't imagine much that changes. Any of them would change. And then it's a redraw after regional. That's how, yeah, that's how they originally described it. But I think since then, I think maybe the girls, they did it all at once. I don't, and I don't know why they can't do it all at once because again, they used to do it all at once. 
again, they used to draw the state finals each round was drawn out. Yeah, it's not again, like you need to see results or anything. And I re- yeah, you just play it out. It's no, you know. I mean, it's because it was a big deal for for us not to have to play for Carl not to have to play Anderson Regional or the Anderson Sectional winner in the first round. Although beating Kokomo was never something Carmel didn't do a lot of back then. And I think the year they went to the semi-state, they beat Anderson or beat Kokomo in the first game. Then Blackford somehow beat whoever the Anderson winner was. Blackford had some good teams in the late 70s. And when you're a kid, you don't, you know, you don't pay attention to school size. You know, you just, teams were there. You just, for for like three years, you just saw Blackford. Wow, Blackford must be really good. Well, okay. Yeah, sure. They were good, but you know, they were beaten. I don't know. Who were they beaten? They were beaten. Whatever whatever non not whatever non was small rural school near Marion was you know Mississinawa Oak Hill I don't know what their sectional was back then but those you know those are the types of teams that back then were tiny not like some of them are now like Oak Hill Mississinawa three A schools it's like back then Hamilton Southeastern was a was one A in football now, granted, there was just four classes. So HSC may, might have been two-way in football back then in the late 80s. But when there was just three classes, they were one-A in football. Westfield was one-A in football. Carmel was always in the biggest class. Carmel's always been in the biggest class since I've been alive, even though in the like, late 70s, early 80s, they weren't like that big. They were like the year that, the year they won state in 77, they were like 900 students. And East Chicago, Washington, who they beat in the finals was like 1900. So tell me they can't beat bigger schools. We don't need class sports, damn it. <laughs> we get it all, we get it worked out. Sure. I think so. Let's Zach, help. you good? <laughs> I guess until next Zach, week. Zach, you got it? <laughs> until next week. You know, you know where you're going? He's going to be in Florida for semi-state. <laughs> Spring break. Yeah, that, was, that was the other thing. So start dropping down and starting over and coaching a new team or starting a new team, we always would go to St. Louis during semi-state week. And I thought, okay, well, I can miss one Carmel game. This year it was like, we're not going to St. Louis. if I'm not missing semi-state. It's not happening. I miss regionals. I miss a one game thing, but I couldn't. There's no way I was missing the possibility of two games. But yeah, but uh, it, it did, Jim, real quick. It did seem like, though, <clears throat> last year, I guess years past, where regional was obviously a huge week. And then it did seem like there might have been a little bit of drop off for semi state as far as fan bases and things like that. So well, it becomes, yeah. I think it becomes anticlimactic because your hardest week to prepare is regionals. 
because you definitely have to prepare for three teams. You know, and you don't have much turnaround. You don't have any turnaround time to prepare between games. Sectional week is is certainly its its own animal, but you have you'll always have a morning walkthrough. You'll have no worse than a, a morning walkthrough on sectional final day. You know, the 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 quick turnaround is Friday to Saturday, right? You hope you get the buy. But if you don't get the buy, you play Tuesday, presumably. Some some of them obviously play Wednesday, but you play Tuesday. Then you you win, you play Friday, you get a regular day of practice. You you get some version of a regular day of practice and then a and then a day of game prep. And then going from Friday to Saturday, you probably don't get much practice. You don't get any practice. You get game prep and shooting Saturday, Saturday morning, whenever that is. For regionals, you know, for regionals, you're you get a whole week to prepare. And you're probably just preparing for your first game. So that means you're in some hotel. Unless you're well, I mean, Osborne's from Logansport, so they just go to Osborne's dad's house. <laughs> they mm-hmm. literally all go to Osborne's family's house. And I guess it's kind of a big like, but they also rent, they get like a banquet hall, like a, a re, one of the restaurants there has a banquet hall, I guess. And so they get that room and then they go through a walk, a walkthrough there. But other teams are getting like a, a hotel. So maybe Kokomo goes home because they're close to Logan support. I don't, I don't know. But you can bet Homestead if they play in a sec, if they play in the regional final in Logansport. They've got the Holiday Inn Select right there, whatever holiday, whatever the hotel is, the one of the three hotels there in Logansport. They've got one of those hotels, and downstairs they're using a meeting room to go through to go through their walkthrough. And then semi-state, you're just like, yeah, we got one game, we're good. And it, and then it wasn't always an easier, it was wasn't always a harder opponent. You know, there have been times where semi-state for some teams is kind of the easiest round. I mean, it's, it's the most stakes, but up to that point. But sectional week is, what, two or three games? Regional week's two. Now you kind of get a break. You get a one-game regional, then you come back and you have the grind for semi-state. I do think it will capture a little bit more excitement. It'll definitely be more exciting than regionals. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, and definitely to Dominique's point, you're absolutely right. Sometimes a regional is a big letdown. Well, let me listen to what I just said. I I was more than willing to miss semi-state week to coach a team, but there's no way in the world I was going to miss regionals. Now we're flipping it. There's no way in the world I'm missing. I'm scheduling anything for semi-state week. I'm going to be here now, you know, probably no matter what, still going to go, but. You know, there's the, the the idea, the anticipation that maybe my team gets to semi-state. I'm not going to be out of town for that. I'm going to be around. But that, you know, that's always my choice. It's not like I got kids in the team. All right, we got it. Got it. Good stuff. Good.
best games, best teams, best yes. player performance. Where we there weren't that many great games, were there? The no. one game I missed was on the game previews. Idiot, idiotically enough, North Davies and Bloomfield. That's probably the best game of the state. Riley Washington. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what, half what, a half anyway. for a half. That could have been. Good. That could have been. Topic. What, what can we? What can we do about that? I mean, how I do know, you, how do we stop that? From I mean, how do you? How do you preemptively handle stuff like that? What was the setup like? Because I I thought I heard something where their fans were kind of mixed in together. Yeah, but the instigation was a non-student. It was okay. yeah. It was it was a neither. It was from what I was told, it was a neither school group of kids who came in, sat in the top of the bleachers, and then at halftime, the plan was to get up, walk down, and start fighting down there. And that's exactly what happened. Hard to prevent that. <laughs> and there's no arrest. I mean, it's something that's that premeditated. Those kids don't care. You arrest them. Nobody's going to talk about anybody else. They're not going to be able to prove any of it. Well, I guess that's true. It's what you think you know, what you know, what you can prove, I guess. It's, right. it's always the it's always the legal test. At least they had enough you know, security there. The game I was at Saturday had one person that was security. I don't think there was enough. I mean, I, I think there was enough. I mean, look, you can't you can't prepare for some. You, you it's hard to stop somebody that's premeditatedly going to do something. It just is. I mean, it in all walks of life to all seriousness of life, whether it's a couple of whether it's a handful of idiots going to a high school game intent on starting a fight, someone rolling into a sh- school with a, a gaggle of firearms ready to shoot the shoot everything up or what 19 terrorists taking over a plane and running it into a couple of buildings or taking over two planes and running it into two buildings. I mean, you, there's a lot of premeditation. You can't stop. Now this doesn't race to that level, but I guess it could have been if there were weapons involved. Are we going to get to a point where you've got to be credentialed to get in? Oh no! Into certain games, and by credentialed, I mean parents, kids with student IDs, like you know, legitimately students, and then media. And not not every game, because not every game poses the same threat. But if you're a South Bend schools, I mean, do you consider something like that when uh, you're two? uh, And there's when you're two school. Yeah, there's a few city games left against each other too coming up. Because I thought about that when this in the aftermath, especially after I read Coach Vargas' statement, made me think: How do you stop that? I mean he he put that statement out. It almost sounded like people were trying to blame the the South Bend Washington community or the South Bend. Was it Riley or it was Riley? Right? Yeah, Riley and Washington. At Washington. I mean. Varga Daniels couldn't. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they had nothing to do with it. Varga almost was like, 
you know, apologetic to the point of, you know, we are who we are. This wasn't us. And this, and it wasn't Riley either. He made that clear too. This had nothing to do with the kids in the game or the, nope. or the, you know, the competitors. And it sounds like the uh, superintendent is going to make them finish the game. Well, they, I mean, I think they kind of have to. to. Yeah. I mean, you can probably do that without fans too, right? You could do everything without fans. Yeah. Other than, other than make money. Right. But that's, but that's the thing. So how do they stop that? Then I think, I think the way they do it is that you, you've got to be credentialed to get in and they might make the credentialing easy. And I, and I know realized credentialing could just, you know, is one way of saying ticket. But if you, but credentials seems to be a little bit more controlled, like a controlled process. It's like sectional week, state tournament week. Right. We can't just, we can't just sign in. We got to call ahead and get on a list. You know, so that's, it's a different process. And, and some schools, you got to be on a list anyway. Are there metal detectors that game? No. I think every county school, every school in Marion County has metal detectors for games. And it's a shame, but I'm perfectly fine walking through them. I hear people complain about it. I'm like, I don't, I'll, I'll, I walk through it. I walk through it like I'm going to a pacer game or like I'm going through airport security. I got my hands up. And if I'm wearing a coat, I've got it unzipped and I'm holding it with my hands up. Because <laughs> that's how you got to walk through in a pacer game. Airport security isn't that way. Well, actually, they would make you take your coat off. But At uh, IU games, they make uh, – so I get I got to give them my backpack and then mm-hmm. I have to yep. take my keys, wallet, and phone and I hold it out in front of me and walk across. That's Yeah, that – well, yeah, I do that. It's kind of a – these days, that's kind of a given. Yeah. We um, – it, it county at the uh, Marion County schools, and I'm talking about city and township schools. Um, they they treat it like a courthouse, like a public, like a you know a government building, basically. And I mean, I guess officially it is a government building. But you you roll in and you take all your stuff you think you have on there, you know your keys, your cell phone. I take my watch off, uh, and I always tell them that I'm wearing a belt. And so that way, if it goes off, then they kind of know where to wand it, but throw the wand around. I mean, they would kind of wand over your whole body anyway, but, but I preemptively tell them if I'm wearing a belt that I'm wearing a belt. Yeah. I'm surprised there's not, there's not metal detectors there. Yeah. I'm surprised there's not metal detectors at, at every large school I would have no problem walking through metal detectors at Carmel games none I think the only one I've had to go through this year was at Hammond Hammond Central and I can tell you if I if they ever do it at Carmel and somebody near me complains I'm going to tell them shut up (laughs) 
give a give credit to the guys that were uh, broadcasting the game on YouTube uh, as the fight's going <laughs> on. They're just reading off the first half stats and <laughs> recapping the first half. Well, they're yeah. looking down. That they're was looking hilarious. They're looking down. They don't know. They're not seeing things. I heard that. I thought it was <laughs> just funny. A full out battle royal going on, and they're it's like a, the first half it's like, it was like a bad remake of Anchorman. What? You just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Paul Condry, he's good. Well, that's just unfortunate, though, because, you know, you got kids at the game that are probably really scared after seeing that, you know, little kids that want to go watch, you know, yeah. their team play. And, Matt Painter's and, uh, there. Matt Painter, yeah, he was there. Yeah, but it's Painter. just, yeah, unfortunate situation for sure. Well, he'll be in – Reynolds will be in Maryland next year, right, Zach? Per <laughs> sources. Unconfirmed, but per sources. According to our Slack, <laughs> according to our Slack channel, Stephen Reynolds is transferring to Maryland next year. Because evidently, Zach thinks the entire Reynolds family is going to pick up and move to. <laughs> That's not my opinion on it. That's <laughs> like, well, <laughs> I just thought of uh, Matt Painter had to deal with two different types of court storming this week. Yeah, so he he's had it rough this week. <laughs> I tell you what, credit to IU for talking about a tangent here. We, credit to IU. There was a pretty decent size uh, size border around the players' handshakes. Handshake oh, yeah. at the end of the game. It was like a wall of. I, I want to say it was like three credit minutes the, left. Three minutes the left in the game. Uh, yeah, like three minutes left in the game. There was police officers already lined up by Purdue's tunnel. Like to get them yeah. out. Good. Oh, so. good. Because it really only takes one idiot. Oh, yeah. Well, there are a few idiots that game. Well, sure. Throwing stuff on the floor. Yeah. I saw one thing on Twitter. Why do that? Let the scoreboard take care of it. <laughs> I agree. If you throw stuff on the floor like that, you should never be allowed back into a gym. They did kick two people out. Yeah, and credit to the students section. They pointed like, it out. They, yeah. they pointed those guys out. Which yeah, I yeah. respect that. Yeah. Somebody said, what if a Purdue fan sit in the student section and throws it? Like, are you think they're not going to tell them that kid? Right. They're definitely going to tell them that kid. <laughs> you can just hear the anger in Jeremy Gray's voice as he's announcing it, too. Like, it's like, do not throw stuff on the floor. We will get a technical. It was, it was great. I thought Trace's. Facial expression when that was going on was outstanding. I, I don't know if there's like a replay of it or anything, but he just was like looking up in the stands like you idiots, <laughs> don't ruin a good thing. I don't know. I got hit in the head with a penny when I was at when we were juniors, my junior year, and uh, we played at Tipton. That was my sophomore year. We played at Tipton, and that was a Carmel Tipton was a kind of a thing back then and uh i remember coach hetty asked me if i was okay because i like it really jolted me like i just was shocked and my family's from tipton i was like ah don't worry it's probably my cousin <laughs> probably a cousin of mine what all right best games best players or best teams best players Dominique, did you get to any games this week? 
You did. You yeah. did yesterday. Yep. Saturday I did. Yep. Um, Dwinger at home against Lawrence Central came up from Indy. Little afternoon, two o'clock game. Um, yesterday, all of Lawrence Township was in Fort Wayne. Yeah, they were. Uh, both got W's. Um, but no, it was it was a it was a good game. Uh, Dwinger came out in a three-two zone. And well, first of all, they're missing Preston Ross, their best player. He was in street clothes. Um, and in the first quarter, they were up at the end of the first. Uh, LC was struggling with that zone. And Caleb Lehrman for for Dwinger uh, had a really good first quarter, had a nice dunk, uh, had a couple other buckets in the paint. And then he got in foul trouble like the first play of the second quarter and set the whole second quarter. And I'm not sure. I, not sure Dwinger scored when he went to the bench the rest of the the whole second quarter. Um, at half, it was 26 to 12 LC. Um, and then Dwinger came out in the second half and was right away um, <clears throat> was going nuts. Uh, the one kid, let me pull it up quick. For Dwinger, Cameron Quinlan had 12 all in the second half. Uh, Sam Campbell had 17. He had 14 in the second half. Um, so they came out firing right away, but at the end of the day, Lawrence Central was just too good. Dejon Craig was really good. He had 18. Um, Braylon Russell and and uh, Jake Franklin, they both had nine. The freshman, Albert Gooden, the third. Coach Al Gooden's grandson had eight. Um, and, yeah, Lawrence Central was just was too good. I mean, they Dwinger started putting some pressure on Lawrence Central. They started turning it over a little bit. Dwinger started getting back, you know, getting back into the game under, you know, cutting it under 10, but uh, Lawrence Central was able to prevail and ended up winning by 11, 56-45. Zach? Yeah, uh, one game for me this week also. And soccer kind of helped prevent me from going to anything else on Saturday, unfortunately. So I made my way over to uh, Northside Gym, taking little Elkhart Lions versus uh, Lake Central Indians region team coming over. Uh, Elkhart was without 6'6", 240-pound sophomore Marion Die. That was kind of disappointing because I was hoping to catch him, but he was in a boot on the bench. Uh, Lake Central came in, took care of business. Kind of led from start to finish, and there was never really any doubt. I don't feel like in them losing, or I mean, yeah, them losing. Uh, they held Demarion Anderson, a senior from Elkhart, to four points. He averages seventeen. A uh, couple bigs inside for Lake Central. Senior Brandon Escobedo had a good game. He had double double, nineteen and ten. Uh, some really nice moves inside. Quick feet for him, too. He's 6'5", thicker guy, like muscular. Uh, and then Jacob Smith for them, who's a junior, kind of the same kind of uh, player. He took a couple threes, missed them, though, so I can see him potentially being a four at the next level if, if Jacob gets any action there. Uh, he had 15 and 8. Uh, but, but, yeah, Lake Central came over, took care of business. Kyle, get to any games this week? I did. I went. I went to the Lawrence North uh, New Pal game. Oh well, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, that's right. Monday night. I yeah, forgot about so, Monday night. 
<laughs> hey, I was there like too. You were. You were eating. You were eating popcorn. I saw you. Well, it's what you do at a basketball game. Was <laughs> it your own popcorn there, Jim? The smart pop, or was it the? Uh, no, I don't do. No, I don't okay. do that. Who the hell does bring that? In, no, bring it. Do no. <laughs> <laughs> so Car- caramel's so caramel's serving like like movie theater size plastic bags. Like so, take like one of those big tubs of popcorn. And there's that's what they're selling now. They're selling it for three dollars. And caramel's popcorn is not very good. Don't tell anybody I said that. <laughs> hey, that's your popcorn. You're yeah. not going to be back in. <laughs> I, yeah, I was. I guy. was desperate. I don't. I mean, I probably have eaten popcorn at four games this year. But one that one game at Carmel, I was really really hungry, and I wasn't going to be able to wait. And I wanted just like a little bit. Yeah, they get this big old big ass bag of popcorn. It was like three bucks. I was like, eh, all right, fine. Then better That's off buying a hot dog and not not That's eating the bun. Yeah. I think the best popcorn company at the assembly hall for me. I love the popcorn. Little keto diet. Little keto. Trying to. Good. Yeah, I. Uh, I, I, I think I lapel popcorn. Is, lapel popcorn is probably the best. Just, Eat a bunch of bacon. Take a bunch of bacon with you to games. There's that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm judging you if you do that. (laughs) A plastic bag full of bacon. Plastic bag full of bacon in my backpack. (laughs) (laughs) Slip it in my iPad case. So that was the game. That was your best game of the week, New Pal LN. I mean, it has to be. I I tried to make it out to a few games, but... uh... The, the game I was going to go to, the Bloomington South and Mitchell game, which actually I, I think it turned out to actually be kind of a closer game than people thought it was going to be. Um, that game got bumped to Saturday due to girls' se- uh, sectionals. But, yeah, Lawrence North New Pal, um, no matter if I would have saw any other game, this probably would have been the game of the week. Uh, very, very fun game uh, for me. Uh, Lawrence North ended up winning 59-58. Um, New Pal, you know, the energy there was pretty electric. And Stevens started off the game pretty hot. Um, and I thought Lawrence North did a, uh, did a good job of containing him in the second half. I think he, he finished with 14 points, uh, Kobe Bulls for, uh, Lawrence North. He finished with 15 points. Um, you know, big games from, uh, Miles Baker. thought he had a really, really good game and, uh, was really impressed because Lawrence North did, you know, they went on the road and got this huge win against an undefeated team, uh, without arguably their best player, Xavier Robinson. So, um, you know, just just fun game. Uh, you know, Lawrence North made some big buckets down the stretch, and they uh, they won by one. So, um, overall, pretty fun. I, I really like this Lawrence North team. Yeah, they were able to speed up the other kids at New Pal. Yeah, they were able to widen driving gaps, and I think some of the stuff that, especially the uh, the better Nunley kid, who's really really good at getting the basket. That Blaine. Blaine, Blaine yeah. He a um, little tougher, a little little further out, a little wider. Not not quite the straight line to the rim that he would that he might be able to otherwise get against different teams. But I mean, this is definitely along with Southport the most athletic team they've played all year. And yeah, beating them without Xavier Robinson was it's um, a good win. That's a good win for Ellen, especially on the road. Because that's that's like they're missing basically twenty points right there. But yeah. that was David Robinson, right? So Kobe Bowles had to step up, and I mean the guy. I mean, we'll probably I'll probably get to him here in a few minutes. But Miles Baker um, made some yeah. big shots down the stretch. 
I was the freshman, Brandon Miller. Did he get in good. at all? Six six. Yeah, he I was like good. Him. Yeah, he played a lot. Yeah, nice. I like him. He, he rebounds really well. Um, Evidently, he was starting for part of the year. He just had I, the last two times I've seen. I mean, I've seen Lawrence North play twice this year. He didn't start in either game, but but in both games, he, but he, against New Pal, he played a lot. Yeah, he didn't start in the game I was at either. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I felt like he was guarding against Stevens sometime at some points. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, he was very good defensively for a freshman. Yeah, because yeah. they had what yeah, Mace good... on in. Yeah, Mace. He... Mace can guard a lot of guys at the high school level. Yeah. He can guard a lot of guys. And he's a lot like we talked a little bit about Joe Anon. He's the same kind of kid in terms of he's undersized for what he does. But he, but he's a good athlete. He jumps extremely well. And he understands verticality. Those two guys played together in the summer. And, and they really didn't have a legitimate big man this summer, but those two kids really battled because they they were it. The rest of it was a bunch of guards. So they had they had to do it. I like his grit. I mean, he, anything he does on the floor is not pretty, but it's effective. So since I forgot that I went to that game, and but since Kyler used it anyway, I'll do it. I was going to do a different game anyway. Uh, Thursday night. South Ripley versus Southwestern Hanover. Weird game. <laughs> Very weird game. Um, South Ripley. It's kind of a tight game to begin with, but then South Ripley got control, stretched it to the third, took a lead and stretched it to 13 points. And then they got outscored 33 to eight. They went from down up 13 to down 12. And then they then they caught then they cut that lead down to eight before the end of the heading into the fourth quarter. They tied it, forced to, sent the game to overtime, and then took an eleven point lead in overtime before winning by eight. Southwestern hit a three at the uh, with like three seconds left to go in the game to get under double digits. I had never seen I don't think I've ever seen a high school game where both teams blew a double digit lead anybody's can you think about I me mean, wouldn't that be memorable if you guys had watched <laughs> at least as an, at least as an adult like maybe when we were you know if you were when you were we were kids and we maybe saw something like that but wouldn't you remember a game like that i feel like you would yeah i don't Zach, I, can't would, think I mean that'd be gross probably but yeah i probably remember would that, you remember right? a game like that <laughs> <laughs> Like that word gross. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just I'm not trying to make it sound like it was a force of nature or some sort of you know universal anomaly. Like, oh my god, we'll never see that again in our lifetime. But it seems like you as an adult, if you go to games and you really like these games, and not that everybody goes to as many games as I do in a given year, but but you you would think that you would have some sort of memory of Something being in that, I mean, I've, I mean, obviously you've been to games where you're, where one team blows a big lead, but they don't, they don't fall down by double digits and then come back and win by double digits. I don't know. It just seemed bizarre. And, and uh, I don't, I mean, I'm going to get to one of the players later in terms for player performance, but 
um yeah it just was it's kind of a wild game and the, the crowd was hilarious i was <laughs> go from praising coach beach to criticizing him to praising him again <laughs> it's funny how a game can dictate your the, the flow of the game can dictate your opinion of 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 what's what's happening not on the floor and uh sat by the wrong crowd should have sat i should just sit in the student section those kids don't they're just cheering right they're not out there telling their guy sitting next to him what they'd be doing (laughs) jeez it was a good it was fun it was a fun game i don't have any great details because i mean southwestern came in 16 and 2 but south ripley felt pretty pretty good about being able to beat him. I think Ripley's maybe played a, a little bit of a tougher schedule. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that without looking at it, but that seemed to be the sentiment going into the game. But uh, you know, it's, it was, it was fun. It was a good game. Where's that on the map, Jim? Southeast Indiana, baby. Ooh, it is Southeast. between Lawrenceburg. It's between Jennings County and Lawrenceburg. It is southeast of Greensburg on where 50 and 421 kind of come together. How'd how'd my guy Cole Henry do? Did well. We're going to talk about that later. All right. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, he's good. (laughs) You're going to see a lot of us. You're going to see a lot of us this summer because – I mean, I didn't go down there just for the game, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Kind of, kind of know a little bit about that. Dominic, who was your team of the week? Going with Connorsville. Oh, okay. Yep, going with Connorsville on Saturday. I watched their game against North Davies, and uh, yeah, they were just what you expect and play super extremely hard super physical josh williams was really good uh lucas Barron was really good braxton myers um they just yeah they they played really well especially in the second half um and yeah they're gonna be hard to to you know in 3a they're gonna be tough to to beat just because we talk about ben davis how you know they play really hard and they have a ton of talent but you know connorsville I think year in and year out, you know, they, they're going to play extremely hard. I'm not sure they always have, you know, talent, you know, obviously not to the level of Ben Davis, but just, you know, a ton of college players coming out of there all the time. But I feel like they do have some guys this year that have, um, you know, obviously Williams just got offered by Oakland City. Um, they have had but, some depth lately. I don't know if they're as deep now. As they as they had been last year, they had, they had decent depth. Last year they had depth, but but like to your point, they don't have like we don't know who the what the depth is because they're not. We're not seeing their seventh, eighth, and ninth guys on AAU teams that play. You know, and and the, the events that we're covering are or getting deep runs into Saturday, you know, into Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon. But yeah, they've, they do have some depth. Now I don't know how deep they are this year, Uh, but 
but yeah, last year they they played eight or nine guys pretty consistently. Yeah, I was just say they think they kind of beat North Davies and kind of doing kind of playing the same style of ball, right? I mean, North Davies isn't a team that's you know against good competitions that's going to get out and run and and uh, play pretty freely. They're both kind of controlled teams that play well in their system, and I think Connorsville just was better on Saturday and Damn. ended up getting a getting a big win at home for them. Zach. Ten, okay, all right. Uh, what do you count? Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm counting the wins in a row for Tippy Valley. Nice. Tippy Valley has reeled off ten in a row. Uh, <clears throat> beat up on Wabash and Maconaqua this week. It's a good uh, week. Joe Luce is kicking some tail. Yeah, yeah. They won that game against Manchester the other night too. Tough conference game for him there. Um. They played Northwood coming up. <clears throat> that could be interesting up at Northwood, Valentine's Day night. But, uh, yeah, he's got them playing well. Uh, Noah Cumberland, senior for them. Tade Kaiser, Riley Shepard. Uh, and then the freshman's really coming on. Steven Akase, I think. Akaze. I, I, I think it's Akaze, but, you I know. That's what I thought, too. But, I, uh, you know, I thought it was Kakalia for four years. So. Right. Yeah, also <laughs> true. Yeah. But. But the freshman, Akaze, yeah, he's playing really well now, too. His length is just giving people fits. Uh, sneaky athletic. Uh, Tippie Valley is going to be tough here down the stretch, I feel like. That Northwood game is going to be interesting. I might try to get down to that. Uh, Had every intention of going Saturday. But just wanting to well, – I just had plans for watch the IU-Purdue game with friends and – and decided to stay close to home and we're both playing part tutor, so that made it pretty easy. Even though I had to leave midway through the third quarter. Yes, yes, they have Northwood coming up, uh Warsaw also, and then they finish with Marion down there. Mishawaka Marion comes down to Nice. Ak- good Akron. So it'll be a good test for them. Schedule up a little bit. Yep. They're not in Kyle- Northwood sectional anymore, are they? No. Their sectional is Culver Academy, Bremen, Knox, and Glenn. Gotcha. So they got a good shot there. Kyler, Lawrence North, team of the week. Or, oh, yeah. Lawrence yeah. North. Um, Mine, I too, mean, by the way. Yeah, I mean, real, real impressive. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, like went on the road and, you know, beat an undefeated team, you know, this late in the season without arguably their best player. Yeah, I give it to him. Um, I mean, Mace Hughes, Kobe Bowles, uh, we talked about Brendan Miller, Miles Baker. Thought Ty Cunningham made some underrated plays. Um, in that game. It was great defensively. Yes, was really good. Um, but yeah, that's I the, 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 the Nunnally stuff that I referred to earlier was a lot of it was him trying to get by, get by Ty. And it just wasn't working. He looks, Ty looks bigger than me, too. It looks he like he's added str- some size. He's gotten stronger. He, you know what? His jump shot hasn't progressed. I, I really liked him when he was younger. And I, I mean, he's obviously serving a role, really good role for Lawrence North. Now his, his, but his uh, jump shot has not progressed. Um, it's not consistent, but I, I think if it was, he would probably, I mean, God, he'd be, I, I just always kind of liked him. I think he's unselfish. I think he's got pretty good vision. Yeah, I mean, he can jump out of the gym, too. 
Yeah. Super. Yeah. Very, very good athlete. Yeah. I, I mean, they were my top team of the week too. I did not see as many games as I would have thought I would this weekend, but it was, you know, that game got postponed to Monday. So that's kind of what makes you forget about that. We actually got a chance to see that game, but uh, they, they were good. They, they were down early. You kind of thought, well, new pal, Got a lot of good things going on this year. They're undefeated. Lawrence North came in without their leading score. It was on the road. Well, New Pal was up eight. Were they up eight? I think so. At one point. Early Lawrence, in the game, right? Yeah, it was definitely early. Lawrence North climbed. I think it was 16 to eight. Lawrence yeah. North kind of climbed their way back in it. And, and they, they clamped up on the defensive end. Really got them back in. And then just creating turnovers. I'm not sure why this is doing it. My light keeps going on and off. Oh well. Uh, but yeah, they're they're my team of the week. And who's your player of the week, Kyler? Oh, Miles Baker from Lawrence North. Um, I mean, he had 12 of his 14 points in the second half. Um, like I mentioned earlier, he's just knocking down big shot after big shot. Um you know, he, he, he's a short, shorter guard, but he's pretty strong. Um, he doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes on the floor from what the times I've seen him. They, um, they were they were different with him in there. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, and by different, I mean better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was giving them – he – I mean, <laughs> nobody was keeping track of a plus-minus. I mean, I assume his plus was pretty good that game. Yeah, I would definitely say that. And then he was – I mean, they were – when he and Kobe played together, which wasn't a lot in the first half. Not not really. But yeah, I was I was impressed with him. He was that de- de- definitely definitely different when he was in the game. Yeah. Yeah, re- really just he's a calm player when he's got the ball in his hands. Um just doesn't force anything. And that's why I like to see out my guards. Dominique, who was your player? Going with Dijon Craig um, <clears throat> from Lawrence Central. He had 18. Um, he was – I don't think he scored in the first quarter, but from then on he was – he had about four, three or four really nice um, jumpers right in – got kind of – because, like I said, Dwinger was playing a 3-2, so they would kind of try to get him penetrated off a ball screen into the teeth of that zone and – he just kind of rise up, kind of gets pretty high off the ground on the shot and uh, hit probably three or four of them right uh, right in the middle of that zone. And then he hit a – I think he did hit a three, couple buckets at the rim. But he was he was really good um, for Coach for Coach Al Good. And it did kind of get wild in the second half. We had some issues. One guy got thrown out, a fan. Um <laughs> Like I said, there was only one cop there, so it took a while for him to actually get escorted out because he said he wasn't leaving. And they oh. finally got the cop in there. And a he Dwinger took him fan out. or an LC fan? LC fan. And then I was sitting on Dwinger's side, and, the, man, they I thought one guy was going to have a coronary. I mean, mm-hmm. After the refs, I mean, every – I mean, the refs were just getting – from both sides. Then the JV players from Dwinger were getting into it with the LC crowd. Mm. Uh, it was kind of got kind of a little chippy for a two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. And 
we had a guy in our front row that was just commenting on every single play, super loud. The Winger fans were there was it was an LC fan on Dwinger's side. The Dwinger fans were getting annoyed with him, especially by the second half. So definitely, definitely got interesting. Had a couple back and forth there, and definitely got interesting. But no, Dejon Dejon Craig was my player of the week. Zach. Oh uh, yeah, back to the Saturday matinee. The uh, Lake Central's Brandon Escobedo. I think I'll give it to him. Uh, like I said, double double, rebounded it really well. LC did what they wanted to and got him the ball in the post quite quite a bit. Uh, finished with left hand, right hand around the rim. Um, little mid range jumper was he hit a couple of those too. Uh, he can get out and run. Uh, so yeah, Brandon Escobedo. Mine, Kyler, is Cole Henry. <laughs> Let's go. South Ripley. <laughs> 33 points, 12 rebounds, 8 blocks. Jeez. I, he didn't do much in the first quarter. He plays with his, he plays with his hands down, He, he but he once he got going, he was he was energized. He was really good the rest of the way. And I, I do think he left a little bit on the, on the floor, maybe, in terms of scoring opportunities. Getting the paint. Kicking it out, maybe a little too unselfish. You hate hate to make that like a critical point, but it's six six and puts the ball on the floor pretty well. Uh, certainly from certainly from mid range, but he you know he shoots well from the three point line. Um, did not try to dunk on anybody like he did in the fall league. <laughs> he wanted to so bad. Something yeah. <laughs> Eight blocks. Yeesh. Eight blocks, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a rim protector, all right. Southwestern is not very big. <laughs> Southwestern just evolved into ISO ball. It was not a not a fun watch. It was, it, it was it was funny because South Ripley, going back to that, their their big their Achilles heel that game was transition defense. They wouldn't get back. Their they, their two guards would get to the volleyball line, and I don't know. Southwestern just continued to torch them, but they got it figured out. But yeah, Cole was impressive. The, definitely the final three quarters for sure. Uh, you know, he does does a lot of nice things for them, and and Sevy puts him. Coach Beach puts him in positions to score at at various levels in the floor. They they post him up a little bit. Uh, Southwest was in a zone the whole game, so he was getting a lot of threes uh, from the corner, especially. But then with the times he was playing in the middle of it, he was finding people. And, you know, again, it's hard to criticize the unselfish play, but sometimes the unselfish play is not the right play. And, you know, he's five feet from the basket, and all it really takes for him is to do like a pivot and a step through, and he's at the rim again. Uh, so that's just kind of a nitpicky you know, film study type thing. You know, there were opportunities for him to to really score and 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 you know, but they, they ended up winning an overtime and he hit I want to say five or six free throws in overtime. Nice. To clinch it. I won a lot of fall games with because of Cole. We'll That's right. That. I I coached a lot of those South Ripley guys. I basically had half the South Ripley team on my fall league team. Yeah, Kyler's put that on his resume. <laughs> Let's see. I had I had fall league runner up. Were you runner up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
for your Man, bracket? I wish, yeah, I wish we could have that game back, do a little few things different. But, uh, yeah, I had what I had Blaine Ward on my team. I had the Vols brothers. Yep. Oh, one of them is in eighth grade. Yeah, one of them is an eighth grader. <laughs> he's the toughest player on my team. <laughs> Smallest kid, and he's the toughest player. Drew, uh, yeah, Drew's going to be a nice player. He's it's going to be – I love his brother Drew. hit four threes. Yeah, Tansy. Thursday, Thursday. Tansy, yeah, he's a, he's a sharpshooter. All right. Locks. Dominique, locks the week. Locks of the week. I got uh, Tuesday night. I have Homestead beating uh, Wayne at home. Okay. And then Friday night, I got Brownsburg over Noblesville at Noblesville. Ooh. Okay. That was a good game. I have to change one of my locks now. (laughs) I think last week, what was last week, Jim? 2-0? First time see, in a while, I think. Last week, Zach had Northbridge over Wawasee. How'd that go? Yep. Chesterton over Michigan City. I have to look that one up. Dominique had Connorsville over North, North Davies, University over Heritage Christian. Oh, no. nice. I had New Pal over LN. But then I had Tippecanoe Valley over McConaughey. Kyla had Orleans over Lagodi. That that went right. I think so. Over, overtimes, right? Is that going to and overtime then, too? And then you had Culver. It, it went to four overtimes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Four overtimes. And then you had Culver over South Bend St. Joe. That was a blowout, wasn't it? I would assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Chesterton beat Michigan City by two. So you went two and O. Oh. Dominique, what was your other? Oh, you had Brownsburg over Noblesville. Yep, over Noblesville. Kyler, what are your locks? Got them. Yep. Tuesday night, give me Linton Stockton over Terre Haute South. I looked at, at, at that at Terre Haute South, and then yep. I'm gonna, I'm going to be a little crazy here. I'm going to go Bedford. Over Brownstown on Friday night. Uh oh. Ooh, crazy. Don't sleep on. Don't sleep on them stars. Mine are gonna be Zionsville. I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm going out here. Zionsville on the road at Center Grove with the upset. Ooh. Right. That's a game I'm of the not, week. For I me. don't pick easy ones. I don't pick easy ones like some of you guys do. <laughs> We don't put me in that. Don't put me in that category. <laughs> Hold on. Pull them up. Pull the tape up. <laughs> I mean, University over Heritage Christian ended up being closer than we thought it was going to be. <laughs> Three-point game, yeah. We all know who was going to win that game. You see the post? Well, you, you guys see the tweet <laughs> I put in the uh, Slack channel? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. All right, new rule. We need this is going to be like uh, Bill Maher's show. New rule: if you're a parent, don't tweet as if you're reporting objectively about your kid, acting like you're a news source. 
you know, just, just <laughs> say you love your son and move on about your night. Please. Begging yeah, pimpin', you. Pimpin' ain't easy. <laughs> yep. Good Lord. Uh, let's see. My locks. Zionsville over Center Grove. I'm going. I'm going with my boy. Jack, I'm going with my boy Jake Cherry. Eastern Peak and over Corden Central. That's actually going to be a good game. I need to figure out if I'm going to that game. <laughs> that Eastern's is going to be a good game. Eastern's fourteen and four. Corden's fifteen and five. Although they both have kind of hit a little bit of a skip. I mean, Corden's schedule late has been kind of brutal. Jeez. Eastern Pinkin nice. over Corden. A nice Southern Indiana showdown right there. Don't don't tell Bronson that I picked Corden to get beat. <laughs> Zach, what are your locks? Uh, Tuesday night, I'm looking at Anderson over Fishers. And then Where's that I game think, at? Where's that game at? At, at Fishers. Fishers. At Fishers. Ooh. Oh. Taking the road dogs. Right. And then the road dogs are going down on Friday night because the Anderson no respect tour. Penn, Penn is going <laughs> to throttle Washington. That's at well, that's at Penn. That's at Penn, yep. Stevie Brown's going to drop forty again sometime this week. <laughs> nope. What game was that? Who did he score forty three against? Jimtown. Uh, oh, sure. the Jimmies. The Jimmies. That's where your dad went to high school, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. All-time leading score in two years. Nice. All-time leading score in two years. <laughs> yeah. <It's> facts. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag facts. <laughs> Not many basketball players through Jimtown there. Well, there's that. Football school, right? Football. And they are also 3 and 15 right now. <laughs> Still hey, they impressive. they had a they had a nice run in the 2000s. Our boy Tyler, <laughs> shout right. out to Tyler Layton. And That's right. They won a state championship. Co- Coach Deshaun, yeah. I recruited one of their guys once. Remember who it was? Yeah, you're gonna tell. You're gonna have to remind me. Running that flex offense. I can't remember. It was a <laughs> Tyler Trowball. Oh, it was probably Griffey, wasn't it? Uh, no, Aaron Griffey, yeah. No, that was, that was been, a little bit after that. It would have been uh, Duke Johnson. Oh, wait. Huh? Yeah, there you go. Oh, eight. Duke Johnson, yeah. That about right. Was there, was there two Johnsons? Was it? I think there was another one, yeah. yeah Duke went to there. Duke went to Grace. It was Duke, yeah. It was him. Okay. Wasn't he 6'10 or one of them 6'10? 6'8. Kid I was recruiting 6'8. Oh, okay. All right, where are we going this week? I don't even know where I'm going this week. Shoot, I don't know. Carmel at Carroll. Not going to that. <laughs> 4 30 on the Saturday, week. Zach or Dominique. I'm I'm officially not gonna be any any games this week. Really? This is a bad week. Really? Yeah. Are you moving? Moving. Yep. Friday, officially. Oh wow. I might have to go take over Fort Wayne for the weekend. Uh-oh. Fort Wayne takeover. <laughs> New I sheriff be, in town. 
I'll be I'll be streaming some games, but I definitely won't be in person. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going yet. That's kind of not like me. Me either. Chesterton Hamlin Central. That game looks pretty good, though. Yeah, it does. That's Saturday night. That's Saturday night, but you'll but beat the Carmel Carroll game, so you can't make easy. It <laughs> I, I, Tipton Taylor looks pretty good Saturday too, doesn't it? Uh, not no, not so much. Doesn't Taylor have a freshman that's pretty good? Yes. And Tipton's got those guys, the younger dudes. Yeah. Monty Central and Anderson, a good old fashioned North Central Conference game. Yeah, I think Tuesday probably will end up Zionsville Center Center Grove. Not seen Center Grove play yet this year. I wish I could go to that game. That game looks like it's going to be a good one. Yeah. And then not much, not, not a whole lot great going on. Wednesday night, Thursday night. <laughs> Probably end up at Garen Catholic versus Indianapolis, Washington. I might go to that one too. I always like to go to one Washington game a year. That's when my dad went to high school, and just I always seem to go one game a year. I, I like the gym. Catholic I, like, I like being in their gym. They had those really great teams in the mid-'90s, the Jack Owens teams, the Adrian Floyd teams, Marcus Reedy. Those were some fun days. Those were when Ben Davis was really good, too, and the, the Washington could just never get past B.D., Heritage Christian up a Blackhawk on Saturday, too. That's a good one, right? Should have made Blackhawk one of my locks. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a question. Ben Davis this year versus the 2014 Arsenal Tech. Who wins and by how much? Is that on Twitter or that's just made up right now? Mike Saunders sent me just sent me that text. Oh, my reply is 2013 Carmel. No, um, jeez, <laughs> come on. Ben <laughs> Davis by one. That's my answer. I don't know. Be a pick them. Be a good game. That would be a good game. As good as as good as Zane is, Trey is just another level. Oh yeah. I mean, I think he's proven that now. And, and CJ Walker was He was a sophomore was, then. He was a sophomore, yeah. But obviously still really good. Jeremy Tyler, Indian All Star. Yeah. Mikey Jones was good. Yeah, they had a Yeah, probably they were really good. All right, I think I'm gonna go with tech on that one. Yeah. Talked out of BD by one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty convincing, Zach. <laughs> delete tweet, they... delete or delete text, delete text. It's hard. It's hard not to pick argue tech, with man. me. Well, don't ask me a question. And argue with me. <laughs> All right, it's, it's hard to not pick tech there, man. They were on ESPN playing prep schools, beating prep schools, and stuff like that. So. 
I, so he's like, he's like, come on, man, you know, tech killing them. I go, why are you asking me then? He goes, you'd like being <laughs> difficult. And I said, fine. Carmel, 2013. <laughs> you made him do it. Mike Trout. 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 Huh? Is that when they beat Pike there, Jim, in state? I think it was after uh, that. That was the cathedral. Was that cathedral? Okay. Yeah, it was cathedral. I'm getting those two years flip flop. They they played Pike, was it 2012? Yeah. I think they had RJ Hunter. Yes. Xavier Turner was young. Yeah. yeah. I think I was at both of them games. Me too. Cathedral was missing their guards, though. Remember that? Who? They're missing Mo Evans and um, was the other guard. They both started, I believe. Did somebody get in trouble? Yeah, I think both of them did over an iPad or something. Stole I mean, they were. Or... I mean, it was not like they were missing for the week. They were. They got through the state tournament without them. Yeah, I think it was. Anyway, all right, we good? Got it, everything figured out for the week. Yeah, everything's ironed out. We're good. <laughs> next week we're gonna. Next week we're gonna try a live stream. See how that goes. <laughs> next Saturday. week. Next week Manifest Saunders. It. Next week Saunders can come in and be yeah. part of it, and he can be part of the chat. We might even throw him in here for a, get him in here for a comment or two. <laughs> the Saunders segment. <laughs> Nice. All right, guys. Good job. Talk next week. Later. Later. Later.